Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one. We're live. Freezing their ass off. How how hot is it over there? It's in the nineties. Today was upper 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 eighties. That's crazy. I had to take my jacket off at like nine o'clock this morning. That's nuts. I mean, what? It was oh. it was hot. Yeah, it's that's that's crazy. That's, that's absolutely nuts. So stay tuned, folks. Because in about half hour or so, we hope, we're going to be on the air here with our special guest of the night, Sifu Ted Mattingly. And he's a uh, martial artist and energy worker. So if you're into martial arts, which is probably why you're here on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, um, and uh, <laughs> curious about energy work, you know, feel free to uh, tune in. We'll open the phone lines at 6.30. Now, you can call in, but I'm not going to answer the phones until 6.30. And when you do call, and there's our number right there. Wait, I don't even know. I don't know where my, I don't know where my is because I had to redo everything over here. There's our number. <laughs> I was going to go this way because that's where it was last time. Right over here. 347-677-0699. Over here. Not here. Here. So. Anyway, but when you call folks later on after 6.30, please make sure you press 1 so that way we know that you want to talk to our special guest, Ted Mattingly, or me, or Bob, or all of us. Um, Andrea Harkins just wrote in, and she says, he is an incredible, incredible guy all the way around, Ted. Right on. Thanks for, thanks for watching, Andrea. And Bobby says, those drums are something I imagine Michelle Manu carving through a, a horde of ninjas, too. <laughs> it does. Can you imagine Michelle Manu fighting through a, a horde of, like, you know, ogres or something with that paddle with a teeth on it, slitting throats and knocking out teeth? Yeah. I can see that, Bobby. I can see that. <laughs> oh, Jamie yeah, I could, too. And David Lindbergh is watching, and Tom Dwyer is watching, and he says, Go Eagles! And, yeah, who else is uh, watching? Hey, Seafood Ted Mattingly is watching. He's just waiting in the wings until we open the phone lines. So with that said, 
Let's get moving and get on with the show, unless you've got some going on over there. Because I know you've always got some stuff. We, we have two in two weeks. I've, I've always got stuff. You know, just stuff. <laughs> so what's going on over there? There's just stuff happening here. Uh, okay, let's do birthdays real quick. Uh, most of my stuff's announcements, you know, of upcoming events. Uh even though her birthday was Wednesday, I I would not, as my wife, she would not let me hear the end of it because we did have a show last week. I've got to announce that her birthday was last Wednesday, the 31st, and we actually celebrated it on Sunday, last Sunday, by doing stuff, which was very cool. Uh, nice. My son, my son Brandon's birthday is today. Uh, I showed up at class to wish him a happy birthday, and... Since it's got Jacoby looks, it's his, it's his birthday. And it said, "Yeah." And I look at Scott, and he goes, "Okay, it's Brandon's birthday. Everybody in push-up position on your knuckles." I went, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> so he made everybody do push-up, knuckle push-ups, twenty-three of them for his birthday. And I looked at Brandon and I said, "Yeah, you can thank me later, you little prick." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And he wasn't wow. just happy to do the 23. At 23, he said, okay, and this Brandon t- telling this, Brandon said, okay, go down halfway and hold it. So he made him hold mm-hmm. it for like 20 seconds and back up for the last one. It was actually really cool. Nice. <laughs> and uh, nice. today is Kung Fu Cowboy's birthday, Richard Del Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy uh, John Gill. His birthday is on the 5th, and now, John, we met him actually at the Cynthia Rothrock Roast. Mm-hmm. He, uh, during the auction of the backdrop you and I had sponsored, he purchased. He won the auction for that, $160. That's where we first met him. Then we ended mm-hmm. up going to dinner with him, or he went with us and a bunch of people at uh, Dragon Fest. That's right. Which was pretty cool, and his birthday is on Friday, or on, on the 5th, I mean. Uh, a big martial arts uh, supporter, Dana Stamos. Her birthday is on the 6th. Tony Lockdowdy of Kung Fu Femmes. The, what doesn't he do on Kung Fu Femmes? He's a writer, producer, editor. I think he gets coffee for the staff. His birthday <laughs> is on the 7th. Sensei Elaine Yamano. Her birthday is on the 8th. And my baby girl's birthday, Brianna, her birthday is on the 9th. And have I ever told you, Rusty, that I hate this time of year? Yeah, yeah, because you got a bajillion birthdays. Because I've birthday. got three birthdays and, a, and an anniversary coming up. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On Not only the you have 10th, to have the money we've got that, G- you have to remember them. <laughs> oh, I, and I never do, of course. On the 10th, we have Gina Tatum and Basil Masters out of Pasadena. And those are my birthdays for the week. Who do you have? Right. For the week, I've got um, today, Sifu Julio Hernandez. And on the 5th, we've got Tanya Skoog, uh, Bill Douglas, who happens to be the founder of World Tai Chi Qigong Day, by the way, and um, Erwin Bayarta. On the 8th, 
Uh, we've got Sifu Byron Hartman, who is a Chen Tai Chi uh, brother colleague of mine. Uh, Sifu Claro Austria, he was uh, he was uh, one of uh, my mentors, one of the many people that uh, influenced me when I was uh, coming up in the Sifu Terry Faircloth um, Kajikembo School. And we've also got Carla Haddock there on the 8th of this month. On the ninth, we've got Jen Lightbody and Scott Purcell, Scott being another Kaju colleague. Say that ten times fast. Kaju colleague. <laughs> Kaju colleague. Wow. On the tenth, Alex Wren. Um, he, my goodness, he's been around a long time. He joined up in karate with me when I was teaching the Kokukan karate. He was five years old, and he's in his twenties now, and uh, he's back. To learn Tai Chi with me, so happy birthday, Alex Wren. Uh, Padme Grace and Joe Frankenberg and Bill Evans, their birthdays are on the 10th. So for everyone having a birthday this week, uh, February 4th through the 10th, this tune is you. We sing happy birthday to you, and may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. Birthday, everyone. Make it a great birthday week. All right. Let's move on to news and announcements. What do we got for news and announcements on your end there, Bob? Did I not bring up your mic? I'll see it when it does that. Usually <laughs> <laughs> it's on my end. She's like yelling at me, and I'm in my own mic. And she's like yelling at me, hello, Bob, 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 Bob. And it's my fault. This no, time it isn't. isn't. Yeah, no, that that was that was my side because I didn't I didn't hit the mute button on that. It's like every time I play something, it like mutes, but it doesn't mute it me. It mutes me. Yeah. Yeah, it mutes you, so you could like cough and sneeze. Meanwhile, you know, here I am like trying not to cough and sneeze. But anyway, <laughs> we have for nice. what do we have? Right. For so I I know this sounds like we've got another one, but we have we have to get the telethon for the Martial Arts History Museum as an annual event instead of right. twice a year. So what well, we've decided to, we're going to have another one coming up. On the 24th and 5th of next month, 
I know it seems like we just had one, you know, it's, you know, four months. We did. But <laughs> that will be it. I know if, if we last a quarter, but this will be it. Now it's set for an annual event. We're mm. going to go through March. You know, we had it in, around Christmas. Didn't work. February worked really well. Uh, March, mm. I think, may work the best for us and we're going to get different talent see the problem we had with having it at Christmas as you know a lot of the talent we tried to hook up to come they were all willing to but they were all busy they had a lot of other gigs going so yeah. we're going to bring in yeah. different talent I'm going to talk to a celebrity friend see if he's willing to come in but you you know how celebrities are in fact I can make the announcement yesterday was my buddy Matt Moy's birthday he was on Lee on Two Broke Girls and now he's doing this Marvel show called The New Warriors since Two Broke Girls was canceled. Mm-hmm. But you know how celebrities are. They may, you know, they've got to talk to their publicist and their manager. And maybe they're, and, and they can actually be, if he wanted to do it for us, they can veto it and say, no, we don't want you doing that. So I will talk to him, see if he can come up for an interview for a couple of minutes. Uh, if he can, great. If not, I understand. Uh, but we're going to get... The girl band back, the temperamentals, which was outstanding. We were uh, and we're going to do, do another couple things. <laughs> Weren't they? Oh, my God. They were so good. And they were like, what were they, like 14? And that was the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it was, it was, they were crazy cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were very <laughs> crazy cool. It was insane. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Dragon Fest coming up the last weekend in August. Mm-hmm. At yep. the Pickwick Hotel, well, not hotel, I'm sorry, Garden and Banquet or something like that. So the Pickwick Gardens here in the city of Burbank. Uh, there will be many hotels available. You've got the Holiday Inn, the Spring Hill Suites, the Ramada, the Quality Inn. Uh the Marriott, the Residence in by Marriott, a mm-hmm. bunch of hotels. Uh, after Dragon Fest, we're going to go across the street and, and have dinner. Uh, they're going to give us a discount on all their food that Michael has arranged. And remember, it's going to be a two-day event, just like last time, except better. First day is going to be the exhibition. It's going to be Dragon Fest. The next day, it's going to be seminars. Mm-hmm. Now, they're different prices well they're the same price but but one price doesn't get you both events uh dragon fest is 30 except for children anyone 17 and under is free this just came up the other day so um what's the date for dragon fest again we're we're talking about dragon the last weekend I, i think it's the 25th and 6th of august Last weekend. Uh, price of, for adults, 8th of August, right. The price for adults is going to be $30. The price for the seminars is also going to be $30. No children are allowed into the seminars, only adults. And we've got some commitments. We've got Benny Urquidez, Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, and some others have, have actually stepped to the plate and said, I'm doing a seminar for you, Mike. Uh, there's going to be about... Uh, 10 it's going to go from nine until like two and there's going to be two seminars per hour 
and mm, okay. which adds up to about six six dollars a seminar. Mm-hmm. Nice. So last weekend so, of there August. There you have it. And uh, the telethon yep. is is the twenty fourth and fifth is the one before the last weekend in March. Twenty fifth. Okay, so telethon for. I'll put this in the comments. Martial Arts History Museum is March 24th and 25th. There. All right. Yep. We had people. Well, we had people like Dan Ross flying out all the way from the East Coast to come out. Uh, he actually took a bunch of us to dinner. James Wilson. I think Crystal Santos was there. Me, my wife, you, uh, Don Wilson, Cynthia. And I think Anita Clay and Dan Ross and his wife. We had um, a good time. Yeah. Danny Larkin Marcer is going to be coming to Dragon Fest this year. And uh, we are now joining. She's coming out. Uh, Tony Archibek is now watching. Oh, Danny, we got to hang out. We do. All three Danny, of us got to go out and do something. That's right. That's right. We, we got to. That's a given. We have to do something with Jamie. Um, Malia Bernal just came on to uh, to watch, and she says, "Hi, Ristita. Hi, Malia. Hi, Malia." And um, let's see, Mohammed Sabir Al Buatea is also watching. And let's see, she's got to go. She's gonna she's gonna go see her brother in the hospital. Tell Danny I said hello. Anyway, Rose Jimenez is watching, and she said, hi, guys. Hi, Rose. Hey, Rose. So, okay, so those are the upcoming events. There's nothing that I can think of going on here except for um, it's going to be too far in advance. In May, I'll be doing a seminar on uh, Tai Chi for self-care for body workers and medical professionals and stuff like that. Oh, well, we we also have – coming up for us anyway and it's also in Burbank thank god I don't have we don't have to worry about hotels and that sort of thing is we got the USA Hall of Fame coming up in May in Burbank yeah. at the uh, Burbank Marriott that's going to be cool did they um did they set a date for that I don't think it's on their website I'm sure they have I'm sure that they've already booked everything so I'm sure I, they have I guess I'll go check on that because I have a seminar that I have to do on the 25th or whatever the heck it is. So, yeah. Oh, well, you me suck. <laughs> the well, I mean, you know, I had I had to make a decision, and I didn't hear what the date was from from Lori. I had to make a decision because the hotel is like, well, we need we need to know now, and I'm like, well, here we go. So, you know. Hopefully it's before. Well, hopefully it's not the weekend. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it's before. Yeah. So let me. In fact, I'm gonna get a hold of. I'm get a hold of Lori right now. <laughs> that would be good. So maybe you can announce it before the show ends. Yeah. Lori and Jim Thomas, Mr. Jim Thomas. Let's see. Oh, you know what's also cool? I know Janie coming out is really cool. Because we've never met her, and she's always been a big part of our show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter is his contact. Me, he wants to come out too. Peter Wright from Virginia. 
Nice. Wants to come out. So that'll be really cool. Janie, you should really come out a couple days early. Yeah. I did say that out loud, right? Yeah. (laughs) And Ted says, hi, Rose. So, and Kathy Long is out of there. She is going to see her brother in the hospital. So, there we go. Prayers to Dan. Dan Long. He's, uh, He's got his hands full with uh, a lot of stuff he needs to take care of. So, yay. Um, Jim says, Jane confirmed tomorrow. What? (laughs) So. I'm sorry, um, what was that? Okay, hold on. For the Burbank. <laughs> okay. So I, I just wrote to Jim and Laura. I said, hey, what's day for the Burbank USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame? And he writes back, Jane confirmed tomorrow. And I went, what? And I went, what's the date for the Burbank event? And somebody else is sending me a Bible passage. Let's. So. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Tony Collins. Tony Collins says, hi, Bob. And hey, Rusty. Tony. All right. Let's move on then, since we're all done with the uh, uh, birthdays and the announcements and stuff like that. I guess we can go on to health news, I think. Where's my health news stinger? Here it is, somewhere. Somewhere. There it is. There you go. go. All right, you guys. It looks like the flu. It feels like the flu. It even puts patients in the hospital, like the flu. <laughs> what? Not the flu virus. There's another virus out there that's adding to the seasonal misery, and uh, it's not identified as the flu. The virus is called the adenovirus. It can cause very severe flu-like symptoms. It's so risky, in fact, that the U.S. military vaccinates recruits against two of its major strains. But most people are not vaccinated against the adenovirus, and doctors' offices don't often test for it, says Adriana Kajon, and she wants to she wants that to change. Now, unless you look for it or you suspect it's circulating or you are using diagnostic testing capabilities that can tell it apart, you're going to miss it, especially during flu season. And uh, that was said by Dr. Kajon, an an infectious disease specialist at the Lovelace Respiratory Research Institute in Albuquerque. We're seeing several adult infections, Kajon told NBC News. That's a big deal, especially for a disease that by all means is vaccine preventable, but this vaccine is not licensed to be used in civilians. It's got to be in the armed forces to get it, right? Now, the adenovirus infections often look like the common cold or like the flu. They cause fever, headache, body aches, and sometimes, but not always, a cough, stomach distress, and breathing problems. Some strains even cause eye infections. An outbreak of the adenovirus killed 10 people in 2007. Now, Kajon's team tested college students at one campus during the severe 2014-2015 influenza um, epidemic and found 13 out of 168 students 
that came in for flu treatment actually had the adenovirus infection. Now, most patients might not suffer much, but the virus can cause very severe complications. Kajan and colleagues described the case of a 43-year-old woman from Rochester, New York, who was previously healthy but came infected in 2012 and quickly developed pneumonia and respiratory failure. During her hospital stay, she suffered brain swelling and bleeding and stayed on a ventilator for more than a month. A year later, she was still out of breath if she even exerted herself a little bit. Then there was a case of a 26-year-old Connecticut man who was infected with the adenovirus in 2011 who had nausea, vomiting, and chills. He spent days in the hospital with this infection. Now, there have also been outbreaks in long-term care facilities, but most clinics don't test for the adenovirus unless people are hospitalized with a severe illness that isn't helped by immediate treatment, Kajon said. These reports are probably the tip of the iceberg, she says. We need more surveillance. Adenoviruses are very hard to kill. Reports indicate that they can survive on plastic and metal surfaces. So, you know, countertops and hospital tables for up to one month. A whole month, folks. Now, some formulations of alcohol and chlorhexidine do not kill them, tests have shown, although chlorine does. So there you go. Watch out for it. You know, if if you're getting a cold that doesn't seem right, go in and uh, if they think it's the flu, you know, do ask, you know, is there a chance that I might have the adenovirus? So, you know, do check up on that, folks. So that's it. Uh, That's it for me for the health news. Let's move on to weird news. Hi, what do we got for weird news there, Bob? Well, everybody's heard about animals getting lost and finding their way home, even thousands of miles. Well, there was Mm -hmm. a family who was reunited with their dog after 10 years after the dog went missing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Well, Deborah (laughs) Serveld and her family assumed their dog, Abby, had died after she ran away in 2008 from their home in Apollo. But decade-old sadness turned to joy on Saturday when Serveld received word someone had found the dog. The black Labrador mix showed up on George Spearing's front porch in Lower Burl, 10 miles west of Apollo. Spearing contacted animal protectors of Allegheny Valley which discovered the dog's microchip and was able to contact Surveil. I didn't know they had microchips that long ago. How long ago was it? One more time. Ten years. Okay. Yeah, they they had they had microchips. Did they? Oh, I wasn't yeah. sure. Someone had taken good care of Abby over the years. Abby is in great health and remembers things the family taught her. Surveil said. She she would lie on the floor and cross her paws, and she remembers my daughter's commands as and she remembers the commands I've taught her. Servell told KDKA TV. Servell called her 22 year old daughter, who is a student at the Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, to share the news. She cried. Servell told told the Tribune Review. 
Servel's family has planned a reunion dinner on Sunday to welcome Abby back. It feels like a part of my kid's childhood is back. Part of our family is back. Serveld said, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> After uh-huh. 10 years, you would think so. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That is very cool. Right on. Yay. All right. So I guess it's time to go to our entertainment. It's entertainment news already. Here we go. Okay, now the reason I picked this story was I used to watch the TV show, and this reunion happened in Burbank, about half a mile from my house. Entertainment, the cast of Martin is back together just for a steak lunch for now. But it could be a reboot of their popular 90s sitcom very soon, based on the smiles on their faces. TMZ got Martin Lawrence, a.k.a. Martin Payne, Tisha Campbell Martin, a.k.a. Gina, and Tashina Arnold, a.k.a. Pamela, leaving Morton Steakhouse in Burbank Thursday, so we had to ask if the rumors are true, and it seems like they are. Martin and the ladies played it coy at first, but all three of them can't stop dishing out the deets once they started reminiscing until Tisha steps in to shut it down twice. It's interesting the show went off the air in 97 after a serious rift between Marsha and Tisha. So many thought a reboot would never happen. Looks like water under the bridge now. Though, and as as Lawrence says, never say never. Do you remember the rift that Martin and Tisha had? No. (laughs) She sued them. She sued the production company for sexual harassment. Because he was always on on honor about dating or having sex or whatever, and she actually uh-huh. sued. And wow. why they're coming back? You know, they just they just meant oh they had a rift. Yeah, he tried to better. I would have had a rift too. <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh, and, think? I, I got a, I got a bone to pick. I got a really bone to pick. This is really eating at me. All these allegations and all these. Uh, me too. I, I heard somebody call it what it is. It's the Me Too. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. I lost the wording. But me Too syndrome or something? Me or? Too. Yeah, exactly. Even the girl who starred in Charles in Charge is coming out saying Scott Bale and I had sex prior to me being 18. Are you kidding me? She was, she was hot. She was on Baywatch. Now she's like 300 pounds, and now she's coming out. It's like, dude, are you serious? Well, hold on, you Becca. You didn't come out then. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know no, why. I was ranting. Yeah, I know, but you know why. Because everybody else is. No, you know why she didn't come out then. Now I'm, <laughs> why? you know, why she didn't come out then. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, so. Let's just say you've got this court or something like that, and you know, boss says something, or you know, the the talk the talk in the company. Well, you know, if you if you can say something, you know, good about 
the boss every day, even though he's a total dick, and even though he fucks with you or whatever, then, you know, you'll get a raise every, like, six months or something. Okay, just say that. What would you do? You'd probably find something to, to say really nice to him just so you could keep the job or whatever. And it most probably would work because you're a guy. Okay? And then, you know, back then, the 90s or whatever, you know, those, you know, you know how hard it was for women back then. It's and still is. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't agree with some of the some of the things she was doing. Was she said it on TMZ Live? She said, "Scott, you've got to be a good father, or at least come out and tell your daughter the truth and be a good dad." So she was flat out saying, "You're not a good father unless you tell this girl we had sex." Right. Well, now that's, that's what I don't agree with. I know I see back then. About oh it was hard on women, but then you have somebody like Katie Couric, Couric that came out against Matt Lauder just after he left the show and said oh yeah he grabbed my ass in 2012. Now in 2012 she was at the top of her game. She right. could have had him killed. Yeah, <laughs> is how powerful yeah. she was. Yeah, exactly. But why yeah. didn't she come out now? Yeah, exactly. Now now maybe that was a bad example, but that was another me too. Everybody, yeah. me too, me too. Did it happen to this person? Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, you know, it's the, the thing is, though, is that, you know, yeah, I'll, everyone's like, going, oh, the me too and this and that and the other. But, you know, if those things actually did happen, then they can finally get it out there. Because, you know, being But what scared, if it didn't? Well, that's what, that's what. What if it didn't happen? That's what the court system's for. And let's just say Scott I know. didn't bed, bed down, better down, right? Let's just say Scott Bayo didn't. Then, you know, I'm okay. sure he's at a point where he can say, Psh, you know, I'll get my lawyer on that, whatever, you know, prove it wrong, paternity, whatever, you know, that kind of thing, right? Now, if someone had something to hide or yeah. somebody, you know, forgot to pay off someone to keep quiet, then, you know, then they're going to get a little, then they're going to start panicking and sweating and all this other kind of stuff. But I figure, you know, if Scott Bayo has nothing to hide. You know, well, he, he denied it right away. Well, yeah. He came out against <laughs> it right away on TMZ Live. They said he could not, he started tearing up and couldn't finish the, the uh, story. But everybody has to remember, they are actors and some of them can cry at will. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, with something like that, you know, you'd have to, you'd there's have only, to be, you know, there's only, but there's, the, you, you know, there's only two people that know the truth, him and her, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, obviously she didn't tell her parents. Yeah, well, exactly. Right. But, you know, but the, the, the thing is, it's, it's, at this point, it's not a matter of, it, it really shouldn't be. In my opinion, just my opinion, it shouldn't be a matter of, oh, everyone's doing it now because one person did. It's a matter of, well, now everyone can do it uh, because somehow, some way, they got, you know, you know, empowered by, you know, all the Olympic athletes, you know, going against that, that crazy jackass. And did you guys see that video of one of the fathers of two of the victims that jumped? Yeah, <laughs> he jumped him, jumped him and then you asked know? the judge 
to let him alone with him for like five minutes. Five and just says, no. Is it how about one minute? One minute. And then he's just all like, wham. And just, I was like, you know, if I were a parent of one of those, I would have too. But they wouldn't have. <laughs> I would have made sure I got to him, got a lick in before the the court police got to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before the police got, before the sheriffs got to absolutely. Exactly. Well, um, that was the entertainment news. We are going to do this as we have our guests standing by in the wings, and we have several other people um, that have called in. Also, remember, folks, if you want to talk to us, make sure you press one. To make sure that we know what you're in the color queue. Uh, Ted, I already know what your number is. I see you on my board. I see you. I see you. I see you in three different screens, as a matter of fact. So let's do this real quick. Let's go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Ted Mattingly. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, Much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, where are your children? And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is Cicho Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas 
to Dynamic Dojo Radio Post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. It's about 6.40. We're running about 10 minutes behind. And if you're just now tuning in, our special guest today will be Ted Mattingly. And our call-in number here to speak with all of us here at the studio is 347-677-0699. I don't know which way I'm pointing. 0699. 347-677-0699. Zero six nine nine. You know, it's gonna take me a few days to get used to this new format that I built the the board on. But there we go. So, without further ado, let's bring on the mic of our special guest today. Please welcome Ted Mattingly to the show. Ted, how you doing today, brother? <laughs> <laughs> You can get a cheering, too. You get some cheering. Here we go. Let's, let's play some cheering. <laughs> How you doing? Can you hear me okay, Ted? Yeah, can you hear me? I know, guys. How you doing? Hey, Ted. Doing pretty good. good. Doing pretty, just making sure that you're... Uh, that your uh that that your mic is working here. So, <laughs> there we go. Thank right you. on. Thanks for joining. Thanks for I'm joining. I'm doing great. Us. How are you guys doing? Really good. Really good. It's just a relaxing I hear Sunday. You fine. How's my voice coming through? You're coming yeah. through great. Coming through great for me. What I'm hearing is is loud and clear. Um, I don't know what our our viewers are actually seeing right now. Can you right hear now. me? Yeah. Can hear you just fine. Hear you just fine. We are also being joined by Daryl Sargent and Kay Chin and Joe Franklin. They are watching. Who else is watching? Donna Concealer Keating is watching. Howard Heller's watching. Brian Sager's watching. And Michael Bowser. Everyone's watching. We've got a bunch of people watching right now. So again, thanks for joining us, Ted. Now what Bob and I like to do to start There's our... an echo or my voice is coming through about after Oh, you've got an echo? Hmm. That's weird. Can you everything yeah, you said? Uh, let me turn off the video. I won't be able to see you. Yeah, you might want to turn off the video because that's why there's an echo. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why there's an echo. Um, Tony Collins says it sounds loud and clear. Amanda Zwar, hey, thanks for thanks for that. Wow. Says, I was hearing great. that echo video. Yeah, yeah. So you might want to. Well, the Joe says that there's a bit of an echo, um, and I'm trying to figure out why there's a bit of an echo. I don't understand why, but <clears throat> what I'm going to do is I'm going to try this, plug that in, and. If that helps. All right. Well, oh, I won't Joe be able says, to see the show because there's where the echo is. But right now, me and you communicating great. So people, as long as people can hear me, 
uh, and yeah. I can hear the questions, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I'll, I'll figure out what's going on with the sound issue. But what Bob and I like to do to start off our discussions is we like to um, ask our guests how they got started in the martial arts. Now, you have a you, you've got a, a pretty cool background in the martial arts. You've been like Bando and um, Kung Fu and Tai Chi and stuff like that. So can you tell our viewers and our listeners how you got started in the martial arts and why you picked the arts that you did? Um, I had a, I was working in a gym, uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and I've mm-hmm. always had an interest in the martial arts, uh, dabbled in a little with Wing Chun, and then, uh, my first one was two and a half years of Taekwondo, uh, mm-hmm. when the Kubatons first came out, and, and then I moved around and went to college, Ohio State University, and I joined the service, then we got into the art. And then I was working in a gym as a fitness instructor, and I saw a guy with a special diagram. I, mar- I recognized it as martial art, and we started talking about philosophy uh, hmm. of the arts. And uh, then he invited me to his place uh, where he has he runs school. So I went to – he has a very nice home and with a huge uh, parking area where he brings his students and apparently he was a ninth degree uh black panther in bondo bondo is Burmese kickboxing not a lot of people it's a very close school system you have to be invited by a black belt but Mm -hmm. they don't charge you whatsoever to train they just want good students now an animal system very very hard style and uh, he just happened to be the, the head instructor, and we just happened to run in and to each other and hit it off off the bat. And so I studied two and a half years, and Dr. Gee, the head of the system, had come in a couple of times. I was blessed to uh, meet him, and uh, then I was moving to Florida. And I asked Dr. Gee, do you have any uh, Bondo schools in Florida. He said no. Then, uh, as I was a bartender and still into the philosophy, the love, and kind of looking around, I ran into, uh, I befriended a 67-year-old uh, doctor of acupuncture from China. And in, and he says, I want you to study underneath this uh, Tai Chi instructor that I know. I said, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'll give it a try. And uh, I just happened to be blessed that he got there at the same time I did. And so he had not even begun to build his school. So what I would do is whenever he had a function, uh, whether it be at a hospital, at this little clinic, at a at this little studio, I would follow him. And just like the proverbial, oh, you train a mountain on the river, wherever, I'm going to follow you, you know. And a lot of times, because he was new, no one would show up. And the cost was only anywhere from 10 to $15. And he says, well, I got nothing else to do. So I would get a private, 
a two and a half hour private for ten to fifteen dollars. And uh-huh. yeah, and prior to him studying Baguazan uh, and Xingyishuan and Tai Chi Chuan, which was ours uh Yang style long form, uh he was very young and it's just like, well let's play. And he had taken a long fish Shaolin uh, style, and uh, he taught me at the same time, since we had stoked time, uh, a lot of the martial aspects as I slowly learned the long form. And there was no books, there was no nothing. So after the teaching, I'd practically be 20, 30 minutes in my car writing everything I could conceivably write down about the class by mm-hmm. hand. Old school. And then he would, uh, after he taught me so much of the form, he says, okay, you know, if I teach you anymore, you're going to forget, so let's do something different. And then he starts teaching me the martial applications of the parts of the form that he did, and he started training me into the different Daolu, Ponglui Jian, and, you know, four-corner training and the yang symbol training and the yin symbol, the grounding uh, mm-hmm. weapons at the same time because we had so much time to kill. And then mm-hmm. soon I would even follow him to hospitals with the senior citizens just and balance issues just to keep learning the form. And then my oh, no. level got high enough so fast as I was getting, like, seven to eight hours of private for, like, dirt cheap. Wow. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. And and uh, back in the days, you know, I would have to drive 45 minutes to the Miami Beach where it's a bartender, and I had uh, a cassette that I had a special Chinese music. Yes, I did say cassette, aging myself. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, say, what? You just dated And yourself, I would bro. throw that cassette <laughs> in, and during my 45 minute drive, I would do my practice, my form. Uh-huh. And uh, went to many seminars with Dr. Yang Jing Ming. The head of the school system would come down to Florida, and I'd follow him at, uh, from place to place in Florida. And then mm-hmm. so. I got a really, really good base uh, for it. And then one day, Dr. Young, about five years into this, was looking at me and he asked Lewis, uh, what he, uh, my instructor, my shifu, he said, what have you taught Ted? And he just started going off the bat, but he didn't know how much time we had spent together. And then mm-hmm. he said, Lewis, you teach him too much. He cannot get beat. And then it was, the next seminar, he pulls me to the side away from the whole class and everything. He said, Ted, you can get very deep in Tai Chi Chuan by yourself. Mm-hmm. Be it prophetic. Uh, Lewis goes up to New York, and there's no one, you know, in my school system, and then I started to travel. But prior to that, and this is where the healing comes in, I would uh I gave up the nights of bartending where the money was. I said, 
these don't go together, going to bed at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and getting into the internal arts and the health section. So I gave up the big money and went to the day because the news cafe is open 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I took the day shift. And which starts at eight thirty, and I would get to the beach at six thirty, and day after day after day, uh, whether I be at work or not, uh, I start keep practicing, keep practicing, and then one day, of course, in Tai Chi Chuan, we we think about putting energy into the body to do da- right. internal damage to the body, <laughs> so. I saw a trash can about 50 feet away because they had them every 100 feet uh, for the garbage. I said, okay, if I could put my chi into that trash can, no problem, you know, hitting someone and putting chi right into their body. And so I did subtle wrists, you know, where, of course, boom, I'm going to drop right into them. And then I felt something come out of my palm. I said, what? You know, and I have a degree in environmental science, so regardless of what my healing abilities, metaphysical abilities now, I'm still very scientific uh, motivated. Uh, mm. So I did it again and again and again and again, and it was consistent. And uh, I said, well, if you rule out all kinds of possibilities of the believable, then the unbelievable must be true. I said, this must be cheap. And I had some Reiki master friends, and even though I've never taken Reiki or any kind of certifications, she was open to different forms of healing. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. She said, see what you can do with it. And I started working on people and I started working on animals. And then I started mm-hmm. using a scientific method to improve it and improve it. I said, but I can't call it Reiki because it's not a Japanese form of system. I have to call it and honor the Chinese form of system. So mm-hmm. I could not find rhyme or reason what it's called till I ran into a Chinese cardiovascular surgeon. Mm-hmm. And I worked on her and said, what is exactly in the Chinese system that I do? And she said, mm-hmm. Ling Chi. Ling this Qi. is a life, a spiritual life energy. But she said, mm-hmm. your spirit must be very high to achieve this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, okay. And I just, ever since, you know, it's like it's been a process and development. And uh, my Reiki master friend, who eventually he said, been into the metaphysical field for so long, said, uh, me, uh to the side in a group function and says like uh, you're a master healer and I said huh and that's just like the, a term I'm not used to and uh, even in the martial arts I don't, you know I've hit the 20 year mark of practicing it's just you know I consider myself just a sheeple and mm-hmm. so Lin Chi uh, to give it respect to the Chinese system where I develop my healing abilities is what I do. And it's uh, I've had good, good success with people and animals in front of me one-on-one or distance. And I'll mm-hmm. continue to develop it and continue to pursue it 
because I have helped people, and that's very important. But I don't also want to lose the martial aspect of what I do, even though I took the road of the healer. You know, I still mm-hmm. practice my form, my martial techniques, and uh, when I do my form, I have the, as we were taught, the sense of enemy. And uh, then I said, okay, by this time, you know, it had been 10 years, uh, no school, no real students, and getting deeper into the art. I said, okay, my practice is my own now. Uh, what can I do to bring all the stuff that I've been internalizing for 10 years? Uh, mm-hmm. Then, because I was a medical technician in the Air Force, exposed mm-hmm. to medical ICU, coronary ICU, uh, surgical mm-hmm. ICU, OBGYN, gastroenterology, aerospace physiology, put myself mm-hmm. through my college as a sleep study technician. So I was trying to use all my medical, Western medical knowledge and at the same time remember your old school because I uh, read once where this great teacher from China in Baguazan he left uh, a lot of money because no one go old school. And then he went back to China, and I honored that. And so I said, well, let me uh, develop an exercise system and put myself out there to help all the arts, moving, disciplines, because I love everyone's style, what impresses mm-hmm. me most is what unites. I can see when someone does a technique, I look for what is similar in the practices. And it says, if they have a foundation of that, then that's great because that's a unifying as opposed to thinking, well, I would do it this way, I would do it that way. I'm fascinated by the by the differences, but by the similarity of how they express their internalization. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, I, you know, if I go to school system, I just want to, because you can do, you can bring the yin symbol training and the yang symbol training to any moving discipline, uh, art, right. martial art, and it's going to manifest in theirs because I can see it clearly. You know, the so I really look a lot for what their structure is, what the rooting is, high spirits, and uh, how they manifest energy and diffuse it. And basically, then I go from there, you know, and it's like, uh, because I've been doing it uh, for so long without outside words uh, or, you know, trying to re-up. You know, because I'm doing it basically for myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. So then I said, all right, uh, I respect yoga and what it does for health. But but there's something, you know, I have to respect the Qigong aspect to it. Now, a lot of people know soft Qigong. That's like most people know the silk reeling where Mm -hmm. you... It's slow, and you try to 
stand slow with your breath. You start the movement with your inhale, exhale, depending on what you're going to do, and end the movement and then flow to the next like a wonderful infinity symbol, one to the other, the other. But Quashen mm-hmm. uh, Fa is based mainly on hard style coiling Qigong. Hard style mm-hmm. is where you see uh, what's more clearly when you see people do like a move with hunger. Don't know much about hunger, but they're like uh, their first three fingers are kind of bent and they'll. Oh, yeah. That's the bridge hand, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a hard Qigong. Or you might see someone roll with serious intensity, their fist uh, open palm, like they, they're pressed against the wall, and they roll the fingers down as they exhale to bring in their gripping strength, eagle claw. And mm-hmm. uh, all the hard styles, they do this to strengthen their connected tissues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a nice, good grip, tiger claw. It's like, bam, they grab you, you're going to know it. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, because it amazes me. You, know, you have this little guy, and then you go to shake his hand, and he has, like, this, like, crushing grip. That's because you've been working at motor. You're a motorcycle rider. You know, yep. it's like... Uh, uh, all those times where you're shifting those gears, man, your your grip must be like iron, you know, because <laughs> you're working those. It's not like you got these bulging muscles on your fingers, but it's that connective tissue strength. Yeah, the connective tissue strength and knowing the, how much yeah. you need and how far you need to put it. So, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it is like, I tell people that motorcycle riding is a whole body thing because you have to turn with your body, not with the handlebars. And uh, until people start riding, they don't get it. And it's, that's kind of how I feel about internal arts, such as hard Qigong that you talk about, you know, that they're not going to actually know what it's like unless they feel it. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I tell you what, no one of those guys back in the days uh, were so hardy. Uh, one of the best workouts in the world that will lay you two days of being sore is horseback riding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. To control a uh, 1,000-pound uh, uh, animal, you know, uh, with your whole body and you're holding yourself up there, that's a workout. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So definitely. So I start to bet up uh Fa, which mm-hmm. is a uh, way of expanding spiral, that's his translation in mm-hmm. English, because uh it uses a very hard style calling Qigong uh to Activate and strengthen uh, your connective tissue because you got to squeeze the ground or use the opposing muscle while you're expanding, and then you do the other part of your body. It's a movement. So okay. what this ends up doing is putting a stressor uh, as you expand the body outward, 
and then you start the twisting motion. That's pulling first up on your tendon, ligaments, and cartilage, and then twisting with the muscular system, and that mm-hmm. is uh, strengthening those tendons uh, slowly with breath because every movement in Kwashenpa is done like Tai Chi. It's divided between an inhale and an exhale. So Mm -hmm. uh, repetition of one movement has to be done. It's either the activation of muscle on the inhale, the relaxation on the exhale, or the vice versa. But it has to be divided between the breath. Mm -hmm. And with it, you either have your base as the ground, if your feet are on the ground or your hands are on the ground, or you use your body, half of your body as a base by stabilize, using your stabilizer muscles to expanding, and that's your base, depending on the movement, and then use the other part of your body, expand it, and then you use your muscular system. So it's your body being the grounding force using muscular system and your body doing the opposite to bring at the point, whether it be your hip, your your elbow, your shoulders, to strengthen the body as a whole. Uh, And so there's exercises specifically to expand the lung capacity. Uh, and it focuses on uh, working muscles in opposition to increase circulation to the body. So uh, it's you have to have a good degree of fitness to do it, but I, it's the other end of the healing spectrum that mm-hmm. I want for the harder style individuals to work on discipline. And uh, I wrote to you a couple of days ago, why do you do it on the mat? I said, well, uh, whatever you can do on the mat, because a lot of, you know, workouts uh, or uh, not workouts, the fight end up in a close, close combat system right. or on the ground. Uh, I said, if you can strengthen your body, core, you know, and your connective tissues in a small space with that mm-hmm. discipline, then whether you be extended to your legs, your arms, or weapons, then you're going to have a very strong base either to diffuse oncoming energies or in close quarters to uh, emit an immense amount of power because you're fucked. You're continuously doing this for an hour, and most fights don't last that long. So if you can do this regime and give it 100% uh, controlled with the breath and control your whole body weight, when it comes just to flash a punch out in close quarters, you're going to have immense power to do so or to diffuse something that's coming into you. Uh, Then you're going to have already good grounding, good connective tissues, and good uh, body control. And that's mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, I think about circulation, being in the medical career field. I think about 
uh, lung capacity, you know, opening your lungs to the fullest capacity, which I also, if we have a chance, want to talk to because I've been keeping an eye out that a lot of people, this is a really bad flu season. I saw a post that almost 100 people just in North Carolina have died from the flu. And that's, you know, it's really, really bad. And uh, a lot of people who say they never get sick um, are getting sick. So uh, to interject something, um, please, 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 if you find yourself getting ill or people around you, uh, please take a minute to take deep or two, to take the deepest possible breaths you can slowly and empty out your lungs slowly in the deepest part, whether you be already sick or uh, feeling that you're getting sick. There's a tremendous way to fight pneumonia and uh, keep your lungs healthy and the fluid from building up. When we receive uh, people after surgery uh, or they have an illness, First thing, one of the first things we did in the hospital, we gave them what is called a spirometer. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that you suck on, and there's a the vacuum uh, pulls up uh, this thing inside, and we give it to them. First of all, we do it to help reduce fever. Second, uh, it opens up the lungs because when you're feeling sick, the first thing you're going to do is close up the lungs and get underneath the blanket. But this is a perfect opportunity for fluids to build in the lung, and that's when pneumonia follows a lot of illnesses. Uh, so take deep, deep breaths. As often as you can, you'll find you fight off uh, the illnesses a lot more. That's the best piece of advice I can give you if you're laid out or if you feel something coming in, just try to do it as often as possible, a couple minutes a day. Nice. Cool. Now, I just well, want to remind cool. well, our- let's, let's go back. Oh, I'm sorry, Rusty. Go ahead. Oh, just want to remind our listeners about our phone number. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. So if you have any questions for Ted Mattingly about any of the martial arts uh, that he studied or um, <clears throat> internal system study or his uh, healing modality, just give us a call, 347-677-799. And the mic's here at Bob. Now, Ted, let's go back to where you started with the Bondo. Can you give us a, a real quick explanation with Burmese kickboxing? What, is the differences, what are the differences lie between, let's say, Muay Thai or American kickboxing compared to Burmese? Um, I can only tell you about Bondo because I am not that familiar with Umbak, uh, uh, Muay Thai. And uh, I've just from what, you know, I learned more watching uh, Tony Ja uh, in his movies and she trained uh, the seminar. I know Bondo has it's a nine uh, animal system, and they work in threes. And it's like they have nine kicks, nine punches, uh, and nine animals. 
and then they build off this triangular system are their techniques. Uh, so uh, they, uh, when their kicks come across, and I've seen it, it's a snap of the hip, and you want you they use their shin bones a lot, sort of like in Muay Thai. You'll see, mm-hmm. and their favorite target is same as in Bondo, from the knee to the hip, that uh, outside part of the thigh, because you can actually mm-hmm. knock the guy out uh, if you hit him right there, because the pain is so extreme. And uh, but you have to like, there's a certain style, the uh, hip discipline that you have to twist your hip in a certain way because the more uh, parallel to the ground your kick is, the more power, as opposed to glancing, sort of like Mm -hmm. a straight kick, you know, uh, is more powerful than the glancing, uh, whether it be from the side. uh, I know in Tai Chi Chuan, um, we learn, we look for the arc in the straight, and we look for the straight in the arc. So right before it hits, whether it comes from something around to uh, something straight, uh, and if it comes straight, it's because we're really visualizing. It came from a huge circle, you know, mm-hmm. from an arc, uh, just depending. So there's a lot of mental discipline uh, that goes into the philosophy of uh, of how we we use it as a fighting system, uh, but uh, Bondo I found is like a very nice uh, system for a hard style. Uh, unlike uh, and that was probably my hardest transition because uh, in Bondo you lift your toe up to expose the anterior tibialis to protect your shin. Uh, that's the muscle right in front of your lower part of your leg. And in Tai mm-hmm. Chi, you're supposed to relax it. And I got smacked in the back of the head so many times for the first couple of years because I would not lower my toe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and I want to tell people, please be patient with your body. It will open up because... I was so closed up in my hips that I could not sit on my ankles uh, without falling backwards. And my instructor would do it, and I would try and fall back into the sand. And do it. finally, I had to like sit there with my uh, on the balls of my feet. And then one day, he pointed to my feet. It was six months after I started, and I said, "What?" And I looked, and my back had opened up where I could you know, sit on my ankle flat-footed without falling mm-hmm. backwards. So give your body time and don't try to rush it. Your body will open up and respond. Uh, so have patience with you. Know, it's really, really your body's amazing instrument. It will adjust, you know, and uh, it will happen. Just stay diligent with your practice, whatever style you're doing. Right. Now, Joe Franklin just wrote in, and he, he writes, I learned a lot of Muay Thai techniques from an authentic instructor from Thailand. Um, you have to 
you have to kick. You have to lead the kick with your fist. Bringing the leg into the kick, like now what little Muay Thai that I've dabbled in, um, I was taught the same way, especially with, you know, like the round kick and stuff like that. And um, what I find, um, what I find is when I've, whenever I've gotten kicked by someone that knows how to kick Muay Thai style, it freaking hurts. It's a dense kick as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, it, it's really that's powerful. The word, it's a dense, yeah, it's, that's the only word I can think of, dense, as opposed to one that just kind of snap off you because you know what i find uh, a lot of um traditional martial artists do when they're first beginning their their dream like let's say karate or taekwondo or whatever is that they're not their hip open they kind of like close off their hips so they end up kicking like a 90 degree angle in their hip as opposed to opening um or what i play call the the martial art tournament trophy you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You know, the figure on top of the trophies that looks like they're kicking like this. Let's see if I can do it. <laughs> right? They don't open their hips. And, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, K. Chin writes, he says, I agree. Your body will open up if you're patient. Um, and Joe also commented about grip strength a little bit earlier. Joe Franklin writes, I have learned that if you tighten your triceps while gripping, it almost doubles your grip strength. Ah. Makes me want to grab something now. <laughs> As opposed to gripping like this. <laughs> Just using your biceps to tighten your triceps. Oh. Snap. <laughs> it's like snap the pen. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> anyway. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> the whole body's connected, so if you just uh, think about, you know, you're, okay, you have uh, the muscles on your forearm and they squeeze, but if you think about it, and uh, my brain's pretty good at making connection, uh, if you go back to Kill Bill, the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, when uh, he had uh, the main lady in that chinna. Mm-hmm. And then he had his other hand in uh, like an eagle claw uh, because he was using a tiger. And every time he closed the opposite uh, hand, it would hurt her more. So he was transferring his whole power with just closing the opposite hand to put more power into the hand that he was holding her in that chinna move. Mm-hmm. So if you got good grounding, then you don't even have to worry about your hand so much. And as if you've trained yourself right, then as you just move a minuscule amount of your, of your hip and you have mm-hmm. good grounding of your feet, you will put so much pressure uh, because the the connection uh, right. on your chin now that you barely even have to move, and it's not even perceivable, and they will be in tears. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> those those you know those kind of uh, uh, techniques, you know, if it's done whole body and with a sense of connectedness, uh, like chain yeah. connectedness. That's it's crazy. It's crazy hurt. It's like you know inside hurt. 
<laughs> anyway, I want to go to the phone lines here. Let me go ahead and check the phone lines to see if anyone wants to talk to Ted. If anyone wants to t- uh, talk to Ted, oh God, I can't even use my mouth today. Talk to Ted. <laughs> talk to Ted. If anyone wants to talk to Ted Mattingly, <laughs> give us a call. Three four seven. Six seven seven zero six nine. Now is the Super Bowl done? Everybody, is the Super Bowl still on? Because um, can someone? Apparently, people that are watching us right now are not watching the Super Bowl. But um, I don't know if it's still on or if it's done or who won. The who? I don't get it. Who won? Who won the Super Bowl, folks? Type it in the comments below. <laughs> and there's our phone number. I saw in halftime that uh, the Eagles were up on the Patriots 24 to 14 or something like that. Oh, I guess I could look it up. But that's, <laughs> that's all I saw. That's all I saw. Right. So the the Bondo training was um, was pretty hard. Now, did you get a chance to train directly under Dr. Gee? Well, he came a couple times, yes, and he led the courses and the class, and he was super, super, super nice because, you know, he had brought a couple uh, students, I guess, who were following him, and then we were all training and going through drills that he had taught, and one of his uh, students got really cocky on the poor guy who hadn't had much tutelage, and mm-hmm. I'll put him put, put him in a pretty hurt and hold. Doctor Gee was a really had an interesting background, really formidable. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he saw what the other his student was doing, and he had no qualms coming over, and uh, and chew that got his little student's butt out. I mean, and. <laughs> Then as he was walking away, uh, after chewing him out, he said, A-hole. Ready <laughs> 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 for the whole class. We're just like biting our tongues, you know. Listen here, A-hole. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no, this is after. It was, that was like the exclamation point as he's walking away after the butt chewing. You just had to um, give that last wow, but I respect him, you know. It's like he's he he really wants to take care of his people. Super nice. Uh, would go up to you know these. Uh, doesn't matter your belt level. He was happy to see you there and uh, that you were trying and spend a little time with you. Just super super nice individual. Nice. Very good. Now. Ted, you had you had mentioned a couple times that they, that it was a nine animal system. What were the animals? Were they actual animals, or was that what they were calling their nine techniques, nine kicks, nine punches, or were there actual oh, animals? And if there no, were, no, what those, were they? they were actual animals. I don't know if I know them all, but you had uh, you have a boar. Have, I actually have the list. <laughs> you have the list. Yeah, I, have the, I had the list until I until I got off of it to fix my uh, to fix my board. But let me look here. It's uh, it's actually on somebody's um uh school sign. So 
So let me look it up here. Because uh, I had it. Uh, okay, here we go. The nine animals are the scorpion, the panther, tiger, yes. python, cobra, viper, eagle, bull, and boar. And last I checked, because when I was a kid, I read up on it pretty much in martial art, but I never really got to study um, any of it. But the, uh, you know, there are many, like, stances that uh, that are uh, uh, similar to, like, the boar and the eagle and, mm. and stuff like that. So pretty cool stuff. Pretty bad. Oh, my gosh. I was so fascinated because I would find out, you know, what style the black belts had. And I would look at their body style. And uh, we had one guy that was really tall, black belt, and he had long, sinewy arms. And, he, mm-hmm. of course, they called him a boa. You know, <laughs> I see, I see that. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's got these long, ground. muscular arms and legs. And I would not want to get to on the ground with this guy because he would just like, I coil around you and pop a shoulder out. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> and right Al, one of the one of a good friend of mine, he was big old guy, you know. This is like uh, Italian background, you know, uh, built like you know a bear, uh, and he was a boar style. I could say, yeah, you know, it's like. I can see him with a couple of tusks, you know, and being playing a boar in an animal movie. It was like a human boar. And yeah. he was showing me some, uh, they each had kind of like their own specialized way to hit. And he showed mm-hmm. me one where his arms are basically out at 90 degrees, uh, both mm-hmm. out, sort of like you would be in Pong. Uh, oh. And then yeah, yeah. he would. You would he would like swing his huge body. You'd get the right cross, right elbow, come back, get the right elbow again, and the backhand from the right. As you get the left cross and the left elbow, and back and forth. I said, "Yeah, wow. I can see this guy clearing a house." <laughs> the swing step. That in itself, man, you do not want to be in front of him. You know when he's doing that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. So give us a call, folks. Phone lines are open, 347-677-0699. And if you don't want to call in, oh, that's fun, um, you can comment on the comments below if you're watching this live on Facebook. So right on. So, um, Bob, you still there? Did I lose Bob? Did I lose Bob? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. It was like complete silence. I didn't know if you were still there or anything. I'm like, hello, hello. Anyway, so I'm sorry. We're we're taking up all this time. So, Bob, I'm pretty sure you've got a few questions. So, you have any questions for Ted? No, I was just, you know, I was just listening to the internal aspects, the external aspects. Uh, the Bondo, the the animal. No, it's very fascinating stuff. Yeah. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, you know, because I watch, uh, I I am not one, no matter how bad I see someone uh, 
I was discussing this with a couple other instructors one-on-one about how it's so quick to, you know, people are caught up in the flash and flare and the learning of technique, but uh, there are certain species of bamboo, and this is what makes Tai Chi Chuan, Shigi Chuan, and uh, Bai Wazan, the internal styles, and uh, even Dr. Yang Jing Ming, like external styles, they learn the martial aspects, and then through their practice over the years, they learn to get deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the internal styles, you learn the whole basis of philosophy while you're learning your form slowly, and then mm-hmm. they start feeding you slowly. Uh, different martial aspects of what you've learned with the philosophy. And uh, so Dr. Yang Dreaming says, you know, it's like, yes, it's like uh, for the first couple of years, you know, these uh, external martial artists are learning, you know, basically the internal martial artists are going to get the snot beat out of them because they're learning all these punching and kickings. And then Dr. Yang says, and you have these Tai Chi students says, hmm, where's my chi, as Dr. Yeah. Yang put it. <laughs> you know, and so uh, that's why I was kind of graced that I had so much. My chi, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I tell people, and I tell people, don't worry about the chi. It's everywhere. Think about yeah. your 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 movement and coordinating it with your breath and your body transfer, and then chi will flow. Is mm-hmm. like, but if you're thinking chi chi chi, then exactly. when you go, when you're hit, or when you need to hit, your your chi ain't gonna do nothing for you. <laughs> It's like you gotta diffuse that power, or you gotta admit it's not like you're gonna be uh, a Jedi and just go chi, and they're gonna right. look at you say fist, bank. <laughs> and it's like wow, you know, it's like you go home with a black guy. I just want to reiterate to visitors, you know what? We're not chi because. As a Tai Chi Chuan practitioner, I'm a Tai Chuan practitioner, but, you know, a lot of people, especially beginners or people that go into a Tai Chi for the moment, the combat situation, instead they're thinking, you know, and not how it works, folks, that's not how it works, because, you know, if anyone can like that, and I, you know, imitate people and throw them in the wall like that or whatever. I'm pretty sure, you know, no one would mess with each with a martial arts. <laughs> so just saying. But uh, in the same interim, I do want to tell people it's like a lot of pe- what people know about Tai Chi Chuan is uh, it is a full martial art. It's right. and chances are that when most people practice. And if it's not in a martial sense, then it's more Qigong that they're doing. It might yeah. be based on 
Tai Chi movements, but you're doing it for health and longevity and the cultivation of energy. And it's unless you get into like the chinna, the weapons, mm-hmm. the strikes, the, the punches, uh, then. Uh, and eventually you get higher and higher into the different forms of uh, two-man drills and stuff. You're practicing uh, more of a qigong. Um, so give you know give it its credit where it's due. And I was saying this a little bit earlier that there are certain species of bamboo that. They have to be bare. Once you cut them, they have to be. They're basically underground, under the dirt, for five years before they start to sprout. But wow. once they sprout, they they're the, one of the fastest growing plants on the planet, with tremendous strength and tremendous uh, flexibility uh, and purpose multi-purpose, you can make clothes out of bamboo, you can make flooring, you can build houses, you know, just a diverse thing. Uh, And I kind of look at the internal mortars that way. If you have the patience, if you have the time, if you get a good faith, and you slowly start to develop, you know, your ability to defuse power or emit and then slowly build up it's just, but you have to make the investment of that time. Exactly. Uh, and that's, you know, as far, you know, I've always, you know, assimilated bon fu uh, as time and energy. So don't worry yeah. about how much long someone has practiced. If you put more time and energy into your practice, uh, like every day as opposed to three times a week just going. You know, I've been, some might say I've been practicing for 10 years. They might not yeah. have the capacities of someone practicing for four because they went their three hours uh, yeah. or three, uh, four and a half hours for those three classes while the other person in those is, does it every day by their own accord and puts their time and their energy in and their intentions in, and then they'll advance very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking with a, uh, a former student about uh, about this, about the whole, like, you know, oh, I've been, doing, I've been doing this for 17 years, but the actual time that they'd put into class itself might have only been, like, let's say, four Let's just say, and that's not, and that that wasn't counting on their own, which, you know, as far as I know, you know, maybe it happened or maybe it didn't, but, you know, with that said, you know, have you, I mean, do you actively teach your, your martial arts now? Like, do you teach Tai Chi? No, I've actually decided to keep Tai Chi, uh, Tuan, myself, for my own personal practice, what I teach now uh, are the internal aspects of it because I, w- I want to help people uh, bring their roots because I don't want to encroach my own teachings. Uh, I'll teach Kha Shampa. I'll teach, uh, you know, 
yin symbol training, yang symbol training, four corner training, Daolu, uh, how to diffuse power, how to emit, all the internal aspects that I learned. But my own practice of uh, Tai Chi Chuan, I, you know, not for a while at least. I don't see me having a school system uh, mm-hmm. until I settled down. But I can help augment whatever style by bringing the internal aspects of something I've been studying for 20 years, uh, right. getting deep, like uh, even on my own holy quest, you know, and it's like that I took through China and Japan. Uh, right deep deep and going through life experiences and what helped me, you know, what worked and what didn't work. And I applied to different situations. Oh, let me train in the sand. Let me train on rocks. I'm training in the water. And uh, mm-hmm. I find that uh, water training is tremendous to help uh, because you're not going to beat the water, you know, so you can get very explosive movements in the water and you uh, the faster you try to go, the more the water is going to resist. And it's a great way to develop power uh, without mm-hmm. doing a lot of damage to your joint. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Joe Franklin writes in. He says, to me, he's following, you know, everyone's following this conversation on Facebook Live. He writes, to me, chi is inner strength, spiritual strength. To have chi is to possess the ability to tap into our inner strength. In my view, as I have learned, it's more of a state of mind, having power slash strength in reserve and learning how to cultivate that power and strength and translating it into your technique. Um, Dan McGady uh, writes in, and he also adds, most practitioners do not fully understand chi because they have no true knowledge of the self. Um, Aaron Huey. Hey, Aaron, how are you? Aaron Huey is is watching and is writing in. She writes, yes, bring the internal in all. Um, You know, and let's let's just kind of put this out here on the table since we have like bring the internal in all um, as a kind of segue into it. Um, Now, you know, as we all know, as martial artists, folks, um, there are people that tend to categorize the martial arts in external styles and internal styles. Uh, personally, I think that any martial art should have a good balance of both internal and external aspects. So what are your thoughts on that, Ted? And I'm going to open that question out to our viewers as well, writing in the comments below. What are your views on the use of yin and yang in any martial arts? There's, um, when you talk about internal and external, it's like, uh, look at this, look at a circle of, uh, of, uh, the union circle, which is really a, a four dimensional symbol based on three dimensions, of course, as a sphere and then time as an interim. Yeah, we can uh, only see dimensions. On yeah, paper. we can only see it when it's painted on the wall, you can only see it. Uh, but two koi fish are three-dimensional figures, and they take time to circle each other, and that's the fourth dimension. And then uh, if you look at the yin-yang symbol uh, that you see on the wall, it's basically been a sphere that's been cut straight through the middle. And uh, so let's just take that, the surface. Uh, 
the manifestation of what goes outside is what basically you would use in a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. And the internal aspect uh, is what you hope to bring in uh, from the, the deepest center of your body out to whether it be your arms and legs or to the extension of your weapon, whether it be a short weapon, like a knife or a long weapon, like a spear. Uh, mm-hmm. It all starts from the inside. And the internal martial arts, as I am, uh, as I've known it, is that's where we start from the inside with uh, our knowledge base and grow out, and then eventually it comes to our outside, where the kicking, the fighting, the the weapons, uh, external style is where it comes. You start learning all these fighting techniques. And as you keep practicing, your mind starts going into the center of the yin-yang symbol. Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about, internal, external. So, right. but as you see that as the more you practice and you go towards the inside, you find out that there's less you have to do uh, on the outside to generate the same amount of power. As the ex-internal goes out, you take that philosophy and you take less and less to go uh, to do an effective external style. But Mm -hmm. then once you do it, then you start coming back in to the other aspects of it. So we're basically going to cover the whole figure eight, you know, like loop. It's just one starts from the outside and works its way in, and then one starts from the inside and works its way out. uh, Where you see, if you look at them, you really never see a battle between grandmasters because they've learned, you know, it's like, what's the point? Let's have a beat. Let's drink some uh, Baijo or Pijo or Sagi, you know. um, the, the, the path doesn't matter. Whatever you have your passion in, just do it. That's why, uh, regardless of the style, I love them all because uh, you're attempting to do something good for you and you're trying to learn something not only on a physical aspects but a psychological discipline aspect. But eventually you'll find the spirit of brotherhood on all styles, and you won't worry about whether your style is better than the next. You admire the brotherhood and the respect of the person's attempt to do something great in their life. And it should mm-hmm. show in their characterization as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Janie Larkin-Miser says that she loves the koi Yin-yang symbol, so I threw an image up for her <laughs> of uh, the koi yin and yang. So I, I love it, too. I love it, too. I want to make a T-shirt, the, the yin-yang symbol made with koi. I think that would be cool. John Dobosh is, uh, is watching, and he says, great healing process. And Aaron Huey adds, speak the art 
not the belt. So there you go. Now, if anyone has any questions for Seafood Ted, um, just go ahead and give us a call, 347-677-0699. That's 347-677-0699. However, when you call us, please make sure you press 1. So that way we know you want to go live on the air with us. Um, otherwise, when I see a number on my studio board and there is no one attached uh, or there is no uh, question mark attached to it, and that's what happens when you press one, I'm just going to assume you're listening and won't pick up that line. So it's very important, folks. Um, and I think, I don't remember, but I think the little uh, uh, studio voice says, please press one on your telephone keypad to talk with people on the show. I forgot. But we do have someone that has pressed one. This is area code 417. Area code 417, you are on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who are we speaking with? Really? You haven't figured out what my number is yet, Rusty? <laughs> no. I have to track of like 350 something kids all all over Seattle and memorize, you know, parents phone numbers and yeah, I don't know. But some would know. say luckily there's only one me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, what's mine? Oh, okay. What's up, Tony? Nothing much, Rusty. How are you? you man i'm good good hello it's great to actually hear your voice said i am in awe of everything that you have said i have been hanging here uh, uh, like a spider on his web going man that's amazing (laughs) oh well much appreciated very humble thank you I wanted to tell you, um, in Kenpo, a lot of us refer to chi in a almost a fear factor in that they want to call it intent. We hit somebody and we try to place our intent somewhere. But we have what is called gravitational marriage or marriage of gravity, as it, as it was always said to me, uh, where you drop down as you breathe, you drop in your stance, and you think about your mentality and you think about what you're wanting your attack to do, so to speak, or your block or whatever. And actually that falls right smack dab in line with the ideas of Chi, but just uh, bearing in mind that um, for some odd reason or another, we always called that intent. Um, but okay. Uh, understandably so, because the, the Chi is basically life force. Uh right. You know, sort of like prana is uh-huh. in the Hindu system, and like ki right. is in the Japanese system. That's why you have a ki, and that's why you have pranic healers, uh, uh-huh. or work your prana in the uh, yoga system. Uh, and chi is basically uh, our term just for life force. Right. Uh, the cultivation of life force, and it's um, been called a lot of things, but being a lean chi healer and being able to effectively uh, have someone feel me work on him on the other side of the planet uh, instantaneously, it's an intent. You know, like right. you said, the mo- there are several things that 
you know, that are generate chi, uh, the air uh, in the Chinese system, food, uh, uh, but the strongest generation of chi or the movement of chi is the mind. Out of the, that's a, like number one. Uh, that will get it going. Uh, so that's like the voltage on the moving the electrons. Right. Like, and your uh, the amperage of the amount of chi is basically the what you feel in your heart that you can do and your intention. Uh, that's right. why to be a Lin Chi healer, is, you have to have a high spirit because your intention is to basically heal. And there can't be no fear. There, there has to be love, which is the strongest universal force, to Amen. desire to heal. And then your mind's intention on an individual to focus, uh, that generates the flow, because that's the voltage, your love for the individual, as I say, right. is the amps of the um, the current that will move that amount of chi into uh, help that individual. And this is key words for all the healers: heal themselves. Right. Yep. right. Because I did uh, I did a interview on a on a New York local TV uh, called Finding Wisdom and they were doing a 20 minute interview with me and they were saying blah 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 and I told them the highest goal really if you have your heart out of a healer is to become unemployed Mm -hmm. because everyone has the capacities within them I don't pull something out I don't push nothing in I go into my own sense of my self-belief, and I have to acknowledge their capacity to feel this. And so when I have my hand out, is I'm not pulling or pushing anything in. I'm just sensing what's going on in the, the flux of their own body, and that and whatever my mind intention is, I'll feel whether I'm being effective or non-effective, and it's like trying to tune in on a certain diode of the radio, you know. Uh, and then once I find the most effective thought and the most effective emotions that for that individual and what's working the most, then I stick with it and allow them to start waking up to their own healing ability, whether they be right in front of me or in Germany. Gotcha. Um, Um, Oh, go ahead, Tony. We'll go ahead and take this question, and I'm going to take another call. All right. This wasn't really a question, but I wanted to challenge you with an idea or a concept because this is something that uh, a lot of my Christian friends try to bring it. She is being somewhat evil or something like that. Let me explain what I mean. What I tell them, actually, Jesus used his chi all the time, and somebody challenged me on that. I said, well, what about the time that the lady touched the hem of his clothing right. and he asked Peter? Right. You know what? I was, that was right in my mouth right before you yep. said right it. Yeah. And like, he asked, oh, okay. who touched me? And Peter said, I'm hemmed in. <laughs> Go, ask. Go ask. Go ask. 
Go us. Go us. Go us. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And so he said, uh, he said, who touched me? And Peter said, uh, you're hemmed in, Lord. How could you tell? And he said, I felt my vital energy leave my body. Uh, yeah. That was uh, the that was one of the translations. The Living Word translation said, "I felt my vital energy leave my body," and that right there was my ability to uh, immediately say, um, "Ladies and gentlemen, this right here from Christ Himself proves that she is a thing. If you are, if you believe in Him, then you have to believe that was His Spirit. He didn't have the chance to to pray and tell God to heal this person at all." Right just happened right then and there they reached out they touched his clothing and it just happened oh and i got a great mm-hmm. mental picture for you guys i am sitting inside of my dojo listening to the dynamic dojo <laughs> 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 nice nice I love it. <laughs> yep let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and take uh, another caller we've got about 10 minutes left to our broadcast Thanks for waiting. Thanks for waiting. Area code 570. 570, you're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Hi, this is Dan McGeady. It's uh, really a pleasure to be on the... <laughs> Hi, how are you? I, I, I think this is a fantastic subject that we're on. I think it's a, a very important subject for, for very few martial artists, uh, practitioners, really understand uh, this chi, like I uh, posted before. Basically, they have no understanding of uh, themselves, and mm-hmm. it's not their fault because this is the way they're being taught. There are schools, there are schools that do teach uh, individuals about themselves, starting with osteology, the first foundation of the construction of their being, going into the biological aspect of the muscles, and then the most important aspect, or one of the most important aspects, are the internal organs. And and, mm. and and I say that because basically to, to really understand, in my opinion, to understand the chi, you have to have uh, a knowledge of the internal organs because when you, the internal organs, when we are doing our breathing exercises, uh, some people may call that the pramayama or whatever, whatever name that you want to uh, um, code it by, but basically when we are doing our breathing exercise, we are feeding our body, ancient masters would say, the food of the gods. So mm-hmm. you want to know how to distribute that energy. And when each uh, internal organ receives that energy, it begins, to, it begins to react. And when all of the internal organs begins to feel it, they go into fellowship. So that when we begin to understand how to uh, join into fellowship with these internal organs, then we begin to learn how dynamically we can become. I heard someone speaking about uh, uh, Jesus, I believe. And so we Mm -hmm. become like that Christ. We become that anointed individual. And this is what a master should strive for, to become anointed. I'm not saying... Be religion, in my my opinion, religion is the way I live. So, but we are not. I am not trying to preach, but I'm trying to bring forth the idea of the distribution of chi, how we should manage and learn about ourselves. This is the only principal way that we will understand what 
working within us, the operational system within us. But we mm-hmm. must also not neglect the most important aspect, which, uh, which your guest did mention, mind, the philosophical word that we learned in our, um, within our uh, martial arts philosophy, psychogenesis, psycho-mind, genesis, beginning, that everything begins in mind or everything begins with a thought. So we have mm-hmm. to create that, uh, that, that, that hypermagnetic energy so that we can create a polarization of magnetic fields from mind to internal organs. Each organ mm-hmm. has its own sacred secretion. In other words, it secretes a hormone that will, that will um, enable us, when we understand those hormones, to become a chemist within ourselves to build mm-hmm. up that secretion which flows up the which uh, flows up to that final column of the, of the uh, which brings forth that chi, because the energy of the spinal tree or the spinal column it connects with each and every particular organ, and when we understand that, when we can learn that, and we'll learn to become like Christ, and then we will be able to know who's touching us and what is the purpose of that touch. And I, I just wanted to share that I really enjoyed the program. And um, I just just wanted just to just to share that with your group and with you and to uh, all of interest. Thank you so much for calling, Dan. Um, We're down to three minutes left of our broadcast before Blog Talk Radio kicks us off their audio. So I'm going to bring the mic back over to Ted. So Ted, um, if you had, if someone came up to you. Well, let me let me let me rephrase that question. Blah 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 blah. Back up. Mm-hmm. If you only had <laughs> two minutes to 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 give, you know, advice or um or anything like that to our listening audience, what would you give them? Mm-hmm. All right. First of all, the because I do teach a seminar on the Tao of self healing uh, mm-hmm. and the A. First of all, be happy. You know, find joy. Find uh, love yourself because the emotions are number one key factor to your health. Because if you look what fear does or anger, it's like it shows in your face: goosebumps, chills, flush, uh, face, uh, clamminess, your integumentary system is your skin, and that's the largest organ in your body. So if you can imagine uh, everything that happens to your body, you know, perspiration, because fear, hate, uh, trust, unworthiness, then imagine what's happening to every other organ in your body. So be happy, you know. It's like that already puts you in a relaxed state and stresses the um, unknown killer. So once it's hard to be stressed and happy, you got to find your own happiness. Second thing, be active. Because Mm -hmm. we're on the physical body. It's like made of water, chemicals, you know, uh, muscle, ligament, organs, da-da-da-da-da-da. So you got to be active. That creates some demand on the body. So if you want health, then those are number two. It's things that you have to do. 
be happy first, regardless of what you want to do, and then uh, in your life, and be active. Uh, mm-hmm. Find something that you love to do. It doesn't have to be martial arts. It can be dance or whatever. You know, just be uh, happy and active, and that's the most important thing, and breathe, because the breath mm-hmm. is connected to the emotion so much. Uh, and so, and during this flu season, then don't worry about life energy because if you're laughing, trust me, you're putting out oodles of mm-hmm. life energy and uh, it's just so much out there to learn and live. So be health, uh, happy, get active, and uh, follow a passion of yours, you know. It's like, and then you'll have uh, long habit. Make sure your activity does move your spine because Chinese say spine is key to longevity. And don't get status. Move and groove out there, people. Nice. So, according there to says, be happy, be active, breathe, and follow a passion. There we go. Thank you so much, Ted, for joining us on the Dynamic Radio, uh, radio Show. And thanks for calling in, Tony. Thanks for calling in, Dan. And, Bob, always a pleasure having you on as uh, a co-host. Always, always, always. So stay tuned for wait when what's Sunday next Sunday is the eleventh so stay eleventh yeah. stay tuned to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio page to find out who we're gonna have on next week's show or what subject we're gonna be talking about so tune in there and if uh, you're listening now and don't like the page yet and haven't heard that we have a page. Go look it up, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Now, there's two pages. There's a group, and then there's a page. The group says Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. Don't join that one. <laughs> I'm slowly trying to, like, phase that out. We, we want your likes on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio page, and it's actually got logo on it. So thank you so much, Ted. A lot of people are My saying pleasure. that. pleasure. Valued your today, Kay Chin writes in and he says, I want to thank Shifu Ted for coming and sharing with us. The words and energy you shared has started a positive ripple of growth. Uh, and Kay says, How can someone connect with Shifu Ted? So, folks, just get on Facebook and uh, search for Ted Mattingly, M A T T I N G I, Ted Mattingly. And just to make sure you have you've got the right Ted, just like hit the mutual friends button and I'm there. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. Joe Franklin says, I'll interview brother. Yeah. So feel free to friend him. Um, and uh, let's see. And Stacy's watching Eric Dutra writes, Thank you. Shifu Ted. The ocean is calm. So grateful. Thank you. Um, and Joe Franklin writes an awesome interview. Brother Ted. Dan McAdey, who's uh, still on the line with us, but also Rod here says, good advice. Good advice. Be happy, be active, breathe, and follow your passion. So thank you so much, everyone, for, for joining us today, February 4th, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. This is Rosita and Robert and Tony and Dan and Ted. Bob. And we're signing hey. out. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a great <laughs> rest of the weekend. We'll see you all next time. You Bye-bye. too. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.